This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the Colts Daily Update tonight, an off day today for the Indianapolis Colts who are coming off a 34-27 win over the Jaguars on Sunday. That win moved the Colts to 3-2-1. and Yes, that's accurate. That's not a countdown. It's 3-2-1 and one on the season, and they're on a two-game winning streak going into week number seven. The Colts are in second place in the AFC South, and the top spot in the division is on the line this Sunday as they travel to Nashville to take on the 3-2 and two Titans who are coming off the bye. Tennessee's won three games in a row after starting 0-2, and one of those wins was a 24-17 victory over the Colts back on October the 2nd at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Titans have won four straight games over the Colts en route to back-to-back AFC South titles, and Tennessee, they're happy to be home. Sunday is going to be their first home game since September the 19th. The Colts on offense, they're coming off their best performance of the season. They put up a season-high 34 points on the Jaguars this past Sunday. The Colts had no turnovers or sacks in a game for the first time all season. And after feeling their way out through the first couple of drives of the game, the offense caught fire. They used that up-tempo-based offense in the short passing game. And Matt Ryan incorporated a lot of players in the offense. Seven different players caught a pass, at least one pass. And Michael Pittman Jr. led the way with a career-high 13 catches for 134 yards. Deion Jackson had a career-high 10 catches out of the backfield. Paris Campbell posted a career-best, seven catches for 57 yards. And Alec Pierce had the game-winning touchdown from 32 yards out with under a minute to go. So the Colts ended up scoring on each of their final five drives of the game, including four touchdowns. And coming into the game, the Colts went without a touchdown on offense for 110 minutes and 20 seconds of football time. We all know what happened in Denver the week before, and the Colts' explosion on offense was in stark contrast to the season leading up to last Sunday. The Colts only scored five touchdowns in their first five games of the season. Matt Ryan threw for a season-high 389 yards and completed a franchise-high and a personal best 42 passes. He also moved into seventh place all-time in NFL history in passing yards and passed Dan Marino on that list and orchestrated his 45th career game-winning drive and was surgical on the last two drives of the game that both resulted in the touchdowns for the Colts on those possessions. Ryan was 11 for 15 for 115 yards and touchdown passes to Jelani Woods and Alec Pierce. Colts are back on the practice field tomorrow getting ready for Tennessee and we'll have a better idea of what the injury report looks like then, but the Colts are monitoring more than just a few players on the injury front this week. Naeem Hines didn't play last week with a concussion. Running back Jonathan Taylor missed the game with an ankle. Defensive end Quiddy Pay also did not play with an ankle. Wide receiver Kiki QT left the game early with a concussion right before halftime on Sunday. And running back Deion Jackson left the game in the fourth quarter with a quad. Safety Julian Blackman was in uniform on Sunday, but he missed his third straight game with an ankle. He was a full participant in last Thursday's practice, but then limited on Friday 
Uh, he was available to play, but only on a needed basis in an emergency role that did not come to fruition. Rodney Thomas played and continued to play very well at the safety position as a rookie. All right, time for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from Colts head coach Frank Reich on the big win over the Jaguars. Talk about the wide receiver stepping up in a big-time way and the challenge that awaits on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans round number two. That's all coming up next on the Colts Daily Update on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Daily Update. A look at the Colts with the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Back here again on the Colts Daily Update on 93.5-1075 The Fan. I'm Matt Taylor. It's the Colts and Titans Sunday in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. And Nissan Stadium will not be the home of the Titans for much longer. That's because the Titans this week reached, uh, they did reach an agreement, I should say, with the mayor of Nashville to build a new stadium. There's plans for a new 1.7 million square foot stadium that will have a dome over it, making it possible for Nashville and the Titans to host a Super Bowl and other major events year-round. And it's going to be located east of Nissan Stadium in downtown Nashville. And that project is said to cost up to $2.2 billion. All right, as promised, we're going to visit with head coach Frank Reich or hear from the head coach of the Colts. And this is from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show. And last night we started off talking about what Coach Reich was most proud of from his team and the come-from-behind win over the Jaguars. Obviously the O-line with the protection, you know, dropping back 58 times, not having a sack, really doing a good job in protection. You know, Matt, obviously, Matt Ryan had a tremendous day. Really good special teams all day. Felt like special teams played well. And then, obviously, defense, you know, it wasn't our best outing on defense, but our defense has been lights out all year. Mm -hmm. But our defense, just like uh, the previous week in Denver when we lost, uh, when we won 12 to 9, and I said, hey, well, offensively, it wasn't good, but it was good enough. And same thing on defense. I mean, it wasn't our best effort, but it was good enough to win. They made the plays needed. Yeah. yeah that's that's how this game works. It's 60 minutes. You find a way to win. I know you talked about this after the game in your press conference, but for this audience, what went into your play call there, third and 13, end of the game, deciding to pass it rather than running it to get into a position to set yourself up for a, for a field goal? We had a pass call that uh, – had short options, right? I mean that, hey, let's – and would be get it out quick. Mm-hmm. So felt like very little chance of a sack. Um, so very little chance of holding, you know, because the ball is going to come out super quick. And expecting it to come out quick and underneath gain five to ten yards, mm-hmm. kick the field goal, right. you know, to win the game. But it also did have the option if Alec Pierce gets pressed, then we're going to run a go route. And um, and that's what happened. And that's what Matt wanted to happen. He he didn't want to kick the field goal. <laughs> he wanted to, he wanted to end it with a with a deep ball to Alec, and no. he did. And that's that's quarterback right there. Also, with that in mind, were you comfortable if if you throw an incomplete pass, you're comfortable with kicking a, a 49, 50 yard field goal with Chase McLaughlin? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yes. Um, Chase has been lights out. Sure. Um, going that way, we felt actually. His range was all the way to 60 and more. There's just a tiny, slight breeze going behind him. Yeah. So he was clutch last week over 50. Um, you want to get it closer, um, but it was, you know, you have third and 13 or 14, whatever it was. You, you don't want to drop back and hold the ball to get something down the field and take a chance of getting a sack. Right, so right. it was either run it and get it a couple yards closer or throw something quick and short. Um, or something that comes out fast, which yeah. a deep ball does. You know, going into the game, the approach, you know, the offensive 
psychology or the philosophy, if you will, quick rhythm, timing. Did, did you at all anticipate 58 passing attempts? Were you okay with that in terms of just how to beat that team that given day, considering how good they were against the run? I knew we were going to throw it more. Mm -hmm. I wasn't anticipating 58 when I looked after the game because I have no idea what the stats are during the game usually. Sometimes I look at them at halftime. Somebody will hand me a sheet with the stats on at halftime. Um, So when I saw 58, I was like, ooh, that's a few few passes. (laughs) It's a big Um, number, right? It's a big number. So that doesn't bother me for one week. That would be hard to sustain week in and week out, mm-hmm. but um, certainly happy with the production we had. All right, you made another switch, too, uh, along the offensive line. Matt Pryor started at right guard. Then during the game, Dennis Kelly came in, played left tackle. What did you make of those changes specifically at right guard and at left tackle? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dennis did come in and play well. Bernard did fine, and, and mm-hmm. then Dennis came in and, and really got and got into the rhythm, and so we left him in there to play. And a veteran, he looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Matt at right guard, he's he's played enough right guard that you know you could tell he was comfortable in there. Did a good job, but we still are not happy with um, you know we still have to find ways to improve our running game as coaches and players. Um, you know, to continue to get more of that balance. So um, hopefully, the continuity of offensive linemen as we go forward can. Sure can work that out. Yeah, but that that group sort of galvanized. I mean, going back to the 58 attempts, 58 attempts and zero sacks, I don't care if the ball's getting out in four seconds or two seconds, that's that's a good accomplishment. What was your message to that group, that unit, after they, they've taken a lot of heat so far this season? This is one of the all-time great performances in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's uh, someone showed me a, or mentioned a stat to me. For, it's excuse me, greatest in Colts history, uh, but then not only greatest in Colts history, but greatest in NFL, not greatest, but like top 10 in NFL history. So just great performance by the O-line. All right, let's take your uh, Twitter questions. We've got a handful of it before we let you go, Coach. Um, Talked about Matt Pryor, so we'll skip that one. Let's go down to uh, Paul's question. Are we at our, our best when we played like we did on Sunday, a la Andrew Luck in 2018 and Phillip Rivers in 2020? Do you think he's implying no huddle there? Yeah, I think he's quick tempo, yeah, get yeah. rid of the ball quickly, yeah. I think, you know, I think that has the potential to be part of our offense. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I said after the game, um, we're going to have to evaluate that week to week um, if that's the best thing against the particular opponent that we're going against. All right, let's go to Jake's question. How much did yesterday's game plan help with our explosive plays and yards after the catch on offense? Uh, it, it did a great job. You know, guys did – you know, you're getting out quick, so mm-hmm. a lot of catch and run stuff. Pittman was obviously phenomenal. Deion Jackson had a nice day, you know, 10 catches for, you know, 79 yards. Sure. Um, so – that's the way you can help help the offensive line get some rhythm. You know, get it out quick, get some catch and run, and still get some explosive plays right. out of it. Yep. Let's go to Mike's question. What led to the switch with your backup quarterback with Sam Ellinger, and will that be a permanent switch? I mean, it wasn't because, you know, Sam beat out Nick in the last couple of weeks, you mm-hmm. know, or we saw something that Sam looks better than, you know, because we love Nick. and You know, Nick's former Super Bowl MVP. And, and and he looks great even out here in practice. But this is more of a philosophical thing, like when we had Phillip Rivers and Jacoby yeah. that maybe have a package of plays. It's a different style and philosophy at quarterback that you can put a defense, uh, you know, create conflict for a defense. All right, time for one more. Let's go to Don's question. Have our receivers stepped up to the point where you envision them playing at the beginning of the season? He lists the three Ps, Pittman, Pierce, and Paris Campbell. Yes, and, you know, I don't like to say I told you so, but, 
But I think I'm going to say, no, I'm just, I'm just Come kidding. on, bring it. Bring the hammer. No, I want to bring the hammer. I love these guys. I really do. I love these receivers. I've said that all the offseason. I said it all in preseason. Mm-hmm. I think these guys are good players. Everybody's talking about we don't have enough firepower at receiver. And Chris Boward and I are just looking at each other like, they'll find out. <laughs> they'll find out. I <laughs> love it. They'll find out. I love it. All right, the Titans are up next. They're coming off the bye, and they won a close game with you earlier this month uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium. What is it about the Titans that allows them to always be competitive and successful in those one-score games under their head coach and Mike Vrabel? He's a great coach. He, They never lose – like. They make you earn everything. Mm-hmm. They don't ever give the you know. They don't ever give the game away. They do all the. They're good in situational stuff. Um, they don't turn the ball over. Um, yeah, they 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 make you earn it, and um, he's done a good job for that since he's been there. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to be a great game coming up on Sunday in Nashville. Coach, congrats on the big win over the Jaguars. First win inside the AFC South, and uh, have a good week of prep leading into uh, Tennessee round two. Thanks, Matt. That's Frank Reich, and that's from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show. And as always, for that full interview and the full show, also featuring former Colts coach Rick Venturi and former Colts offensive lineman Joe Wrights, check it out now, Colts.com and the Colts mobile app and anywhere else you download your podcast. While you're there, also check out the official Colts podcast that dropped earlier today. And then tomorrow we'll have Inside Football with Rick Venturi with his breakdown and blueprints to beat the Titans on Sunday. That's all the time we have tonight. We got to go. Instant replay is coming up next. I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the Colts Daily Update on a Wednesday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fans.